0: It is so, I mean, what I would call sticky. I mean, when it comes out of the, uh, the mixer, it, it, it sticks to your hands. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's almost like um, a piece of dough, meaning when it comes out of the printhead, it's, um, it's really kind of like putting icing down.
1: Good morning, I'm Ken Blair.
2: And I'm John Phillips, and this is Virginia Technology Today. Virginia Technology Today is a public affairs feature of WFIR.
1: Today we are pleased to have Dr. Andrew McCoy, the Associate Director of the Myers Lawson School of Construction and Director of the Virginia Center for Housing Research at Virginia Tech. He is also the Bellevue Professor of Building Construction in the Myers Lawson School of Construction, a joint venture of the College of Engineering and the College of Architecture and Urban Studies. Andrew, it's so great to have you on our show today. Could you give a little bit more about an introduction for yourself for our audience this morning?
0: Sure. Good morning, uh, Kim and John. So nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, just to give you a brief background of myself. owned own my own business. I had a, a design build firm where I, I was working with some of my friends who were architects. And I went to architecture school, but then got out of school and really wanted to, to build. So that's kind of how I found myself, uh, uh, you know, with, with the background working in and out. And I have been for about in a little over 20 years now.
2: Andrew, we really appreciate you joining us this morning on Virginia Technology Today. We were intrigued by the front page lead story of the Richmond Times-Dispatch this past Sunday with a revolutionary way to build houses using 3D printing and that the possibility that it could provide a potential solution to constructing more affordable houses. a great, amazing use of technology and innovation. You know, during the height of the pandemic, we had the opportunity to interview Dr. Chris Williams, who worked with Carillion Clinic to 3D print ventilators. Now with your work with the Virginia Center for Housing Research, you're building houses with 3D printing technology. Can you share with us how you and the Virginia Center for Housing Research came up with the idea to utilize 3D printing for housing materials?
0: Sure. About two years ago, Virginia Housing was looking at ways to increase technology use in the industry towards affordability. And, and the idea here is that if we look at classic ways that we try to make housing more affordable, typically it's by finding inexpensive land or we have some kind of a subsidy. And that's becoming more and more difficult and something that we needed to find other solutions. And one of our thoughts was that we could look at the production cycle housing and try to look for ways that we could have technologies that would help with the production cycle and make them more streamlined or more efficient or ways to remove materials or go with one material as opposed to many, all kinds of different ways to change the process, but that might increasingly reduce the cost. And that's kind of how we got here.
2: We are speaking today with Dr. Andrew McCoy, The Associate Director of the Myers Lawson School of Construction and Director of the Virginia Center for Housing Research at Virginia Tech. He is also the Bellevue Professor of Building Construction in the Myers Lawson School of Construction, a joint venture of the College of Engineering and the College of Architecture and Urban Studies. Andrew, with the construction and pressure on the global supply chain for materials like lumber, we're beginning to see enormous inflation and skyrocketing prices for new homes and construction costs. So is 3D printing technology for the construction industry truly scalable to help with material shortage to impact rising housing costs?
0: Well, John, in this specific project, we didn't want to hit the market and flood it with concrete houses, you know, that's all concrete. We wanted to try to incrementally introduce, and so that's where we have chosen to really focus on one aspect of the home that's going to become concrete construction. If you look at the construction industry from a productivity standpoint, it's really been flatlined uh, since, well, since the 70s, uh, whereas other industries have really had a huge efficiency increase in productivity. So we isolated the exterior walls. We decided that they would be concrete and we would replace all of the other pieces, materials and, and trades that had to get in there for the exterior walls only. And that would be um, the way that we approached this house. Uh, beyond this house, and, and, and that's a very nice one-to-one study, um, but it, still we have, it, it's a one-story home. It's three bedrooms, two bath, has a nice big great room, living room area, and it's about 1,500 square feet, and it fits within the neighborhood. We wanted it to be something that had roof lines that fit within the neighborhood. So we have wood truss roofing as the structure, and it, it really does, it looks a lot more like what the neighborhood is right now. Uh, that said, moving forward, yes, I think the the scale of this the way that it becomes much more cost effective is you know, if you can replace all of the walls and the roof with the concrete, and, and you can do that with this technology. What's really exciting about this technology is how flexible it is. It's something that really can be printed in so many different ways. It structurally can stand on itself, too. You can kind of print up out of a space, or you can create walls that you might not normally build with wood, curvatures, all kinds of different looks. Uh, we just we wanted this first house to be something that fit in and looked relatively traditional to the neighborhood, not something that was uh, really modern. And I think the other place where this is really going to take off is commercial work, and uh, certainly where you have density. If we have areas where multifamily or um, uh, buildings that you know that need a fire code, that need sound uh, abatement, things like that. You're going to see this technology really take off. We could see it being attached to a scaffolding system that could rise with the building as it's printing. It's easy to introduce structural elements to it. And then it's easy to also, in the print file that we use, it's easy to, to be able to place all of the utilities, everything that you know, needs to go in the walls so you know exactly where placement is. So everything's kind of planned out and done in a computer model long before you get out there. So a lot of applications. We also have VDOT, the Virginia Department of Transportation, very interested in how this could be used for roadways or bridge work and also just any of their facilities that they have as well.
1: Andrew, you said something really interesting about wondering if the industry is going to you know, adapt to this new innovation. And you're, you are thinking through a lot more other possible ways in the future for it can be used, which is fantastic. Um, from a consumer's perspective, in light of recent events, could you share a little bit about what safety measures are being done to ensure the safety of a 3D printed concrete wall?
0: Sure. We've been working on that, and that's part of the scalability of, of what we're trying to do. Uh, we've been ver- very lucky to partner with uh, Quickrete or um, SpecMix is the parent company and they've created mixed designs. We had a prototyping period with the house where we just had the printer out and we just were trying different mix designs, testing them, working on walls and then tearing them down, taking sledgehammers to walls, looking at destructibility, things like that. Um, it, it's a very strong house and, and so what you can do is you can... Because of its flexibility, you can build in extra structure if you need to. You can build in concrete columns into the printing of the wall as you're going. Uh, things like that that would make it very, very strong and a very suitable. So we're, we're seeing places in Northern California, for example, like places like Paradise, California, that had major wildfires. They're looking at this technology as a way to hopefully combat some of that vulnerability towards fire. Uh, so there's other safety kind of considerations of it. How
1: big is the three D printer on site? Like, could you give our audience a visual of? It's not like the three D printer I might buy and have in my desk at home. How? What's the scale of the three D printer? What does it look like as you're three D printing a concrete
0: wall? There's two types of three D printing um, systems. One is a robotic arm that's kind of stationary in the middle and goes out and prints as far as it can reach. And then you have a gantry crane system. And the goal of this is to be to give you as, as large of a printable area as possible, but then give you nice finite customability, right? So you can really print some very detailed work as well. So for this one, the printable area is 40 feet by 40 feet, and we can go up 10 feet high. That means that the printer itself is about 55 by 55, outside to outside, and somewhere around 18 feet tall. It has these large concrete footings that hold it to the ground basically and and make it steady. Uh, And they, they weigh about two and a half tons each, so they're large. And all of that can easily get picked up and moved. At this point, three weeks ago, the printer was in the Atlantic, right? It was in a shipping container. So we've had a fast learning curve, but about two and a half weeks ago, we took it out of the shipping container and it took us about 16 hours to set up completely. The other day when we moved it to the other side of the site to build the home, it took us about six hours. You know, it's getting better and better. The whole printer fits back into a shipping container and we can transport it and take it to the next site.
2: It's awesome. Andrew,
0: thank you very much for joining us today.
2: We wish to thank Dr. Andrew McCoy, the Associate Director for the Myers Lawson School of Construction and Director of the Virginia Center for Housing Research at Virginia Tech. He's also the Bellavo Professor of Building Construction in the Myers Lawson School of Construction, a joint venture the College of Engineering, College of Architecture, and Urban Studies for joining our show
0: today. It has been a real pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here.
1: Andrew, I hope that we can bring you back as we find out how the final build is done and how you all assess it through your research. So hopefully we'll be able to have you back to share more with us. We'd also want to say a particular thank you to our executive producer, Joey Self, for making the show possible, Thought Out Media for producing the program, and our sponsor, the Roanoke Blacksburg Technology Council. Until next week, I'm Kim Blair.
2: And I'm John Phillips, and this is Virginia Technology Today.